If you or someone you know is looking for reliable legal assistance in the Caribbean, look no further than Caribbean Legal Solutions, your ultimate connection to trustworthy attorneys across the Caribbean. So whether you're a Caribbean residing in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., or anywhere else in the world, they connect you with reliable attorneys based in your home country. Their extensive vetting process and network ensure a peace of mind and accountability. Need help with land ownership, estate matters, or maybe even a local referral here in the U.S.? Their team bridges the gap, reducing your workload and providing you with vetted attorneys for virtually any legal matter. Caribbean Legal Solutions is your reliable partner for legal needs, both local and abroad. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and it's not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. You're listening to the Carry On Friends podcast, episode 58. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. And today's guest on the podcast is Joanne Hamilton, who's the founder of Secret Birds. And it's a platform that basically supporting emerging markets and fostering entrepreneurship, particularly in women. Now, before we get into the episode, disclaimer, I had some serious technical issues with this episode. Jeez. So I had to find some way there was a lot of clipping and staticky noises. And for me, it's about quality and the listening experience. And I said, I cannot produce this. So where I couldn't fix it, I did um, workarounds. And so in the early parts of the episode, I had to re-record my voice, um, my questions that I had asked her. So it wasn't that bad. Boy, I tell you. So... In the world of podcasting, you know, if you, you get apple, you just have to make apple juice. As always, join the conversation online, COF Podcast. If you have any questions, you could also uh, reach me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can at Carry On Friends. You can send an email, hello at Carry On Friends. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Here's the interview with Joanne. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast. We're so excited to have you. Hello, Carrie Ann. Thank you for having me on your show. And hello to all your viewers, listeners, rather. <laughs> Before we get into our topic, tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and all that good stuff. Okay. So, uh, like you said, my name is Joanne, Joanne Hamilton. I'm originally from St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's where I was born and raised. My parents migrated there from St. Kitts and Nevis in the 60s, 70s. So they met there in St. Croix, and that's where I grew up. And when I was 17, I left, and I moved to the U.S. for a little bit, and then I moved to the U.K. So I'm currently, I'm based in the U.K., but I'm spending some time now in the Caribbean. Awesome. You are a little globetrotter. Tell us a little bit more about your background in terms of what you do, your platform, and that type of stuff. Okay. So Secret Birds is a... And it's an emerging market membership-based community for women and girls. Um, we focus on entrepreneurship. So our main mission is to empower, encourage, and support women and girls using entrepreneurship as a tool. So we believe in economic empowerment. And how we do that is through nest creation. So because it's about birds, like the whole theme, the brand, everything is revolved around birds. So we create these nests, which are these local platforms that uh, highlight women who are building businesses from scratch. So we focus on women who are in the pre-startup and startup phases of their businesses. So the local nests tend to highlight those women. And we're trying to attract and create a culture of entrepreneurship in the different communities that we operate in through these nests. And we offer different types of support. So online and offline support, as well as a membership that um, we're piloting, we're going to launch next year's spring. And uh, the funding, some of the funding from that is what we're going to then use to teach entrepreneurship to girls in disadvantaged communities. And these girls are going to be around the age of 8 to 13. 
So that's really the gist of Secret Birds. But we're 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 only focused in emerging markets. So you're only going to find us mainly in in the in the developing world. Awesome, Joanne. That's really great that you've decided to do this. So, what's the significance of birds and nest? Why did you choose to use these terms? Oh, the birds and the nest. Okay, so that started with um, construction because I have uh, I worked for ten years. Uh, and my corporate background is in property and construction. Mm-hmm. And when I was living in the UK, um, working on construction sites, the the men would refer to the women as birds. And apparently it's something that they do in Australia as well. And I didn't always, I didn't really understand the whole bird terminology. So I write, I'm a writer. So one day when I was on the construction site, I heard a guy, I heard one of the guys say something about, oh, who's that bird? Look at that bird. And I asked him and I said, well, what is a bird? And he said, a bird is a woman. You know, a woman is a bird. It's a, she's a pretty woman. She's a bird. She's flying. I said, oh, okay, interesting. And I asked the ladies in the office and they said, no, it's not. It's a derogatory term and we hate it. (laughs) I was about to say in the U.S., you know, when when they, you know, back in the 90s, they call somebody a bird. It wasn't it wasn't a nice term. It wasn't. So obviously the guys and, and, the, and the women have a different um, opinion on this thing. And I went home. I used to cycle to work and I was cycling home that day and I was just thinking in my head, oh, birds. And I started writing this whole story about birds and flying and I just left it aside and I, I didn't really think about it again. And then when I um, back in 2014, in the summer of 2014, I kind of, you know, like most people, you get bored with the corporate thing and you're like, okay, I I need to do something else. I need to do something else. And I always did little things on the side, but nothing that I could take to the next level. It was just sort of consulting on the side or, you know, building little things here and there. And I was saying to my friend, um, I'd like to start some kind of, of business. I don't exactly know what it is, but I'm going to go out there and start looking for entrepreneurial communities that I can join, you know, to just get in the right mindset and start meeting people. And she said, okay, that's cool. And we actually started doing it together because she was interested as well. And I kept saying to her, I can't find anything. I'm not finding anything that works for me. I'm not finding anything that I like. And I remember being in the office one day and feeling really irritated and really frustrated. And I started saying, you know, birds, birds, we need to free ourselves, we need to fly our wings and all this other stuff. And I went back home that same day and I started writing the script of every bird has two wings and some choose to fly with one. And what is it that's stopping me from going out there and starting this business? And that's kind of where everything started from. And then I said to my friend, I'm going to start something. I think I'm going to name it Secret Birds. And she was like, what? Where did that come from? And I said, I don't know. It's just an idea. And I went back into the office and I... um. I took a cup that was in the kitchen and I drew a circle and I wrote in it secret birds. And I was like, this is going to be the logo. And that's just kind of where it started from there. Awesome. So I connected, I connected this story of birds, meaning women with, you know, I remember the guy saying to me at the time, it's, you know, a woman is free and she's got these wings and she's beautiful and she's flying. And I kind of started putting myself in that position and saying, you know, how many women are actually out there that would like to start a business, but they don't have the support or they don't, they don't feel like they can, because that's how I felt at the time. And it just kind of went from there. And this, this is where we are now. Right. So yes. you, you, you took that term and you, you made it, you know, for you empowering, empowering, yeah. <laughs> and positive, you know, yeah. we have yeah. wings and we can fly and we can soar. So that's exactly. awesome. And so, I thought, I thought thematically it's good because it's something any woman anywhere in the world can relate to a bird flying with both wings, you know, yes. so it's kind yes. of universal. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. So thank you. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, so my <laughs> other question for you is, why did you choose to focus in the early, the pre-startup and the early startup phase? Yeah, because again, I guess that goes back to me because at the time, you know, you have all these ideas in your head. You just have loads of ideas. And I was looking for a community and I kept, I kept feeling a bit out of place because mm-hmm. it was either going to startup events where everybody seemed really advanced and they were talking about things that I had no clue about, mm-hmm. or it was going to these other events where I just felt like I was being patronized most of the time, like, oh, you have to do it like this, or you have to do it that way. And I just felt like there wasn't enough support for people who either had the idea in mind or 
or were just about to kick off the idea. And I remember searching online just globally, looking for different communities. And it just always seemed like startup communities tend to focus on, I mean, even now, if you want to get into an accelerator, they'll tell you, you need this, 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 and this. And I just didn't feel like there was enough focus on the people who on people on trying to get people to that level where they can get into the accelerator. You know, they kind of tell you go and work on your business plan or you need to do this or you need to do that. But there's no real focus on, okay, she's got the idea and how do we get from the idea to actually launching it? And I think that's the most crucial stage when you're starting up as an entrepreneur, because that's where most people give up because they don't have that support. So I just felt there was a gap and, and that's why I chose to focus on women in, in that in that particular phase of business. I, I absolutely agree with you 100%. And I think it's because you just see zero to 60. You know, you don't see the one, two, three, you don't see the climb to 60. You just see, oh, they were this and now they're, you know, someone is at another point and you know, as you get into entrepreneurship, depending on what stage you are, you know, there, like you said, the terms, the terminology, the lingo, you know, terms of art, whatever you might call it, it gets confusing. And it can be intimidating to someone who has no experience. So you threw out a word, and I'd like you to explain it to the audience. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, some people might know what it is. But Mm -hmm. you know, explaining what's an accelerator in the land of Ah. entrepreneurship. (laughs) Oh, an accelerator, it's essentially, um, they tend to be six or eight week or 10 week programs where you go in and they're pretty much building you up. They give you funding, they give you coaches, and they're getting you to that level where you can actually successfully run your business. In short, that's what I'm saying. Accelerator means accelerate, move fast. Yes. So they expect you to have everything in place. You, your idea has got to be tested. You need the team. You've got to have your product generating some some income. I mean, you technically have to be running your business at least most most people that go into accelerators, I think they're like they've been running their business for at least five years. Some may have started earlier, but they've been so successful and they want to take it to the next level. They want to get they want to secure funding and whatnot. So an accelerator really means you're ready to take your business to the next level. You want to scale it. And very few people get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even when you get into an accelerator, it's very competitive. Yes. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's hard because investors are now saying, I'm giving you my money. I want you to deliver. Exactly. You know? And, and um, it's hard. It's hard. And, and, <laughs> and this is what I loved about that. It's like investors are giving you money. So if they're giving you money, they are expecting something. So accelerators aren't free. You know, some of these accelerators, depending on what it is, you might have to give up some percentage of your company. Is that, that's typically what it is. How much of your company, that is where the negotiation, but that's part of, you know, the, the process. There's a lot of of compromise. There's a lot of compromise. Right. I mean, you might, you might have to compromise on your products, on your values. And that's why a lot of people don't go the accelerator route because they're not willing to do that. Right, right. A lot of people bootstrap. They mean they they use their own funding. They take their own time. Um, Most people who do accelerators are usually those who have heavy tech um, components to their companies um, because the valuation is is something that these venture capitalists and, and investors can they they have a better model but for us in the caribbean most of our traditional companies like you know pastry company or something to that effect doesn't need to go to the accelerator route there no there there is another aspect of entrepreneurship or something that's called the incubator that ah. you know if you could explain what the incubator is that might be a better option if um for for emerging entrepreneurs joanne i feel i feel like you know incubators confuse me mm-hmm. <laughs> because i know exactly what an accelerator is because for example right now in the uk what's becoming very popular is female accelerators right so everybody's jumping on the female bandwagon and they want to get the women in the accelerators but you know women have different issues they have to contend with yes as, and that's one of the many reasons they they don't join these accelerators the incubators on the other hand they're not as popular. and But what is popular in the UK are these shared workspaces, which is almost like a combination of a of an incubator and a shared space where you kind of get together with other people and you're working together. It's supposed to, 
technically help you build your business, but the pressure isn't there. The pressure isn't the same. And to my understanding, the incubators don't have the investors. I might be wrong, but I think that's the main difference between incubating, sort of like helping you to develop your business. And there are a lot of coaches involved and you get mentors and there's a lot of networking and that kind of thing, but the pressure isn't the same. So yes, um, I think if you're in the pre-startup phase of your business, probably an incubator is a bit, it's almost like a launch pad to get Mm -hmm. you to the next level. But the accelerator is aggressive it's serious and um, they're not playing. <laughs> right, right. And, and the long and short of it. <laughs> and, and you're right. I the, the incubator is more of the preschool and the accelerator is, you know, like grade school. Um, yeah, the, yeah. the path here in the U.S., a lot of businesses, they start, you know, they may they could graduate from an incubator program. And mm-hmm. for some companies, they might go incubator because it's easier to get into the accelerator, um, yeah. into an accelerator. So now that we've got those terminology lingo and stuff out <laughs> the way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to globalization and entrepreneurship. It's like entrepreneurship is like one of the new blacks. There are so many new blacks, but entrepreneurship is like the thing that everyone wants to get into. And then we have the component of globalization. So Hmm. how do we find ourselves in a world where it's all about entrepreneurship? Globalization exists. So, you know, I can buy services from someone in Singapore on Fiverr, no big deal. How do we inspire? Why should we inspire more Caribbean women to, to be more entrepreneurial, especially in this global economy? Let's take a quick break. Want to include your property in Jamaica in your U.S. will? Need to close the bank account you opened back home all those years ago? Skip the guesswork and let the Caribbean Legal Solutions team of experienced professionals take care of your legal needs. With Caribbean Legal Solutions, you get the peace of mind that only vetted and accountable legal experts can offer. Learning that you have a legal issue abroad can be stressful. Finding an attorney to help shouldn't be. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today to find the dependable legal support you need. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. You know, funny enough, I think Caribbean women are entrepreneurial. Me too. I think I think we are very entrepreneurial. And, and I, you know, one of the reasons you didn't ask me this, but I want to say one of the reasons why I focus on emerging markets is because we are more entrepreneurial because just simply because we have to be. Exactly. You know, we don't. You know, when you live in the rich countries like the U.S. and Canada and Australia, you know, the, the systems are in place. You know, countries are functioning properly. You can get a job. There are all these companies, but um, in the developing world, it's a completely different story. So you kind of have no choice, but to be entrepreneurial. entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So I think we are already entrepreneurial. I think the problem with us is that we don't have the um, the, the avenues like, and the resources to scale. You know, for example, in the U.S., every it seems like every other every other corner in the U.S. has an accelerator and an incubator and there's all these resources and so on. In the emerging markets and specifically in the Caribbean, we don't have that. What we tend to have are a lot of government programs, which which are usually inefficient or corrupt or just bureaucratic. And we have a lot of these sort of World Bank, uh, IMF programs and IDB, so on. IDB. Yeah, the, the, Inter-American Development Bank. Bank. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those have their own issues as well. Because what I find, what, what I've learned with those is that there's a lot of nepotism. So it's all, or, you know, it's all in who you know and connections and that kind of thing. So I wouldn't say that um, we're not entrepreneurial. I think we are very entrepreneurial. But to answer your question, why should we, we, I think we should get more involved in the global economy. I think we should, we should build global brands. So we should think more globally. So for example, if you're in Jamaica, you shouldn't focus on building a Jamaican business. You should focus on building a global business. But how can you use Jamaica? How can you leverage your Jamaican culture, for example, to do that? Yes. That's, that's how I see it. Yes. That's my view on that. Yeah. I love it. I, because yeah. that is, that is the whole point, you know, being unapologetically Caribbean. So we're unapologetically Jamaican, unapologetically St. Crucian, you know, like yeah, 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 whatever exactly. it is. And I, and, and to your point, uh, and I was telling someone last night that we, you know, entrepreneurship is given a sexy look, you know, the poster men of entrepreneurship is the Steve jobs, the Mark Zuckerbergers. But for yes. me, entrepreneurship, 
is my my two grandmothers souls rest in peace you know my grand uncles my grand aunts my cousin right now Ava Grace like this is entrepreneurship Miss, my 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 cousin's mom who lived across the street who was a dressmaker you know they're entrepreneurs you know you know if you think of it Ralph Lauren is the the the, the tailor you know that's mm-hmm. that's that's really what entrepreneurship is it's just that you know they they kind of make it look good but yeah. entrepreneurship is you know for us survival like you said we had to do it so my grandmother had to sell ice she had to sell drops she had to sell all these baked goods so yes. to supplement her income yes, and definitely. and and my uncles are fishermen. The minute they came off that boat Saturday morning, there was a whole line of people ready to buy fresh fish, you know. Exactly. So so entrepreneurship, I think, is given a really nice bling bling view. But it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's really at its at its core providing services to people. And you, you just know how to monetize. I think the challenge for us as within the Caribbean and I guess in emerging markets is, is what you said, scaling and finding the right resources to, 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 to scale your business. And part of scaling is the branding, the marketing and all that other stuff. So, I, And I, there's also one, one thing, Terry, and there's also the issue of culture. Because yes. depending on the region of the world you're in, being a woman and having a business isn't you know, necessarily seen in a positive light. Mm-hmm. So for us in the Caribbean, as, as Caribbean women, I think you know, there's a lot of female-led homes in the Caribbean, for example. Yeah. And we have a lot of female politicians. So I think... For, we're, oh, yeah. We're kind of unique in that we're, our societies. It can come across as being a bit matriarchal, but when you start going into the Middle East and to certain parts of Asia and Africa, it's very different. And, you know, those women there are dealing with a lot of, you know, sexism and a lot of patriarchy and a lot of cultural norms that say they have to do this and they have to do that. So it's a little bit of that as well that some women are having to battle. But I think for us in the West Indies, I don't think maybe in certain certain communities, pockets of communities in the Caribbean, we may have that a little bit. But I think generally across the board, Caribbean women are, are quite um, we're, we're very aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we don't have any issues with going out there and, and starting a business and making it happen for ourselves. But the problem is, we, like you said, we don't have the resources. We can't scale. And um, and, and that's our problem. Yeah. So we need help with that. So in what way can a Caribbean, Caribbean woman, um, American woman listening to this show in what are some things that they can do in the meantime, if they're in the early startup phase, what should they be thinking about if they already have a business? What what should they be thinking about our resources? What how can we help them figure out whether they're in the right direction or is secret birds the place they should be going? You know, Uh, (laughs) they should be going everywhere. One of the places they should come to is secret birds, of course, (laughs) but no, that's such a big question because there's so, I feel like there's so much information out there telling people you need to do this and you need to that and you need to go here and this is what you need to be doing. But I think even before you, you start um, going out there and and getting into all these resources, you really need to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And what is my, motivation because a lot of people like you said entrepreneurship is really glamorized now and it's it's become this sexy thing Mm -hmm. but when you start it's hard work it's a lot of hard work i mean uh, most entrepreneurs are depressed (laughs) no seriously no no no. you're right there's bouts of sadness and frustration (laughs) and then you're like oh my god this happened and then you're like oh gosh and so many and so many entrepreneurs give up i mean a lot of times you work on your own um you know is your family going to support you i know i have many friends who don't have the support of their relatives because they think they're crazy and they're like no we're not going to help you and we're not going to give you any money so i think before you even do all of that you need to you need to ask yourself some serious questions is this something i really want to do am i committed to it am i going to do it even if i'm not going to get paid um why do i want to do it and what's going to make me stay the course that's what that's what i think you need to ask yourself first but then after that you need to surround yourself with the right kinds of people you need to get yourself involved like i did you know i couldn't find a community so i started one (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not saying go start your own community, but obviously you need to get yourself involved in the right kinds of networks. And I say the right kinds of networks because you've got to be around people who support what you do and who are kind of in the same stage as you. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I had my idea and I would go to, like I told you, I would go to these events and I felt out of place. It's because I didn't have anybody to just bounce my idea off of. And sometimes you just need someone that you can say, you know what, I was thinking about this. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think about that? Or does that work? And you need to get into those kind of communities. You need to start thinking about um, joining networks and joining associations. And yes. I know culturally in the Caribbean, we're not big on things. And I know you don't like this term, Carrie Ann, coaches. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I know culturally that's not our thing, but you need to get you need to get that kind of support, whether it's a coach or a mentor. You need to get your accountability partners. You really Absolutely. need to start setting yourself up for success and a big part of your success is, is having your team of people around you. So whether it's your mentor that's going to help you get your idea off the ground or your mentor that's going to help you with, you know, balance, balancing your personal life with this business that you're trying to create. You need coaches are big now just because I think everybody's realizing that they need help. You know, mm -hmm. you need you need help, you know, a business coach or professional coach or a career coach or whatever it is you need. You need a lot of that. And then um, write your business plan and start testing your idea and start putting your stuff out there and just start slow. I mean, get yourself online. Like, I mean, it's just like what everybody else is doing. You know, you get on social media, you start blogging, you start putting your idea out there, you see how it works, you see how people respond. I mean, ultimately the market is going to, is going to really tell you if your idea is good or not. Yeah. And, um, but in terms of glo globally, I think it's important to get yourself involved in networks where you can really start to have conversations with people who are different to you and who can give you a different perspective mm -hmm. because it's it's very easy like for example in New York City where you've got all of these startup communities you know it's very easy to I guess to stay in if you're in Brooklyn and just be a part of the little Brooklyn startup community and this is what people are doing here but I think you need to branch out and really tap into other networks around the world and find out what other people are doing. And, and that is what globalization is. It's, it's everybody tapping into everybody's global economy, if, if, if that makes sense. So right. I think it's, it's really important to, I think that's a few of the things that you need to be doing Absolutely. initially. Yeah. So, so just to recap, find your own tribe. You Definitely. want to find accountability partners, which are a part of your tribe. And you yeah. want to get mentorship or coaching on your your journey or your venture because it is a hard road being an mm -hmm. entrepreneur it's not easy yeah. and um in in before you get to all of that you have to really know and have a compelling reason as to why you want to be an entrepreneur beyond yeah. it looks glamorous and you you want to make money because money money is good but if that is your compelling reason you are going to fail and and this is not me you know being harsh it is being That's real true. It's you know, true. you are going to fail. You lose money the first the first couple of years before you start making money. Oh, yeah. Um, People think you make money right away. Sometimes nope. you're in the red five, six, seven yep. years before Absolutely. you even start making a profit. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. So, yeah, you definitely need to know you need to know your why and your why is a big part of your story. And then that's going to help you build your brand. Right. Because you know? that's what that's what people connect with. I know it's really cliche. Like, what's your why and what's your story? But people don't want to do business with big corporations anymore. Yeah. I think they want to they want to know who they're dealing with on a personal level. Right. So it's really important to understand what you're doing because and you know refine that niche because a lot of people they start off and they want to be really big and they want to be everything to everybody mm -hmm. and that always leads to to failure yes. as well. Yes, you so. have to have a really target market. All right. Oh, yeah. So, so in terms of Caribbean women and entrepreneurship, while we we gravitate towards it and we may not have the same barriers to entry as, you know, some countries in Europe, Middle East and Africa, um, mm -hmm. uh -huh. what are some things that they're doing that isn't considered best practice? Mm, okay. I think you, like as you know, the the Secret Birds website, the Caribbean website, launched on the twenty fifth of December, mm -hmm. and that website has got more hits in five days than the London website has had in the first year of it. Wow! Being up and awesome! Running. Congrats! No, no, and I'm saying this because 
it just helps. It makes it makes me realize because I was saying to my mom, we really, really need this. And she was like, well, you know, you'll see. You'll see when people start going to the website. And so many people are flooding to this website, which makes me believe people are either looking for something, they're interested in something, they're curious, you know, something is going on. So I think in terms of what we're doing wrong, I feel like because we don't have the resources to scale and because we don't have these vibrant um sort of entrepreneurial ecosystems that you have in in Europe and the US, we just don't know sometimes what we're doing, you know? And and we want information, we're looking for information, but maybe some of the information that we're getting is not right. Um, maybe the people around us who have businesses aren't necessarily good role models. So we don't really have a gauge sometimes, so we're just kind of winging it. And I see, I see that quite often, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm trying this and I'm doing that, but I don't have any support and who do I talk to? So I feel like it's not that we're doing things wrong. I think we just, some of us just don't know because yeah. we don't have, we don't have the the kind of ecosystems that you have abroad. Right. And so many of us come, you know, like you said, okay, with your grandparents or whatnot, who were business people, but they didn't necessarily see themselves as entrepreneurs, they didn't. you know, and they, and so that's the first thing. If you don't have a point of reference, what do you do? Yeah. If you're fortunate enough to come from an entrepreneurial background and you grew up with your parents running big businesses and so on, it's a part of who you are. So you get it. But majority of people don't have that. So we don't have a reference point. We, we, we don't really know where to start. And we're looking at other people who run businesses and we're saying, well, he or she is successful. I'm going to do that too. But sometimes the people that we're imitating aren't necessarily the ones doing the right things. Mm. So I think that's that's a part of, of our problem. I know I see it here in St. Croix where I'm, I'm, I am right now, where there's, you've got like certain people coming in trying to do new and innovative things. And they're kind of clashing with the, the old guard, so to speak, who have always done things a certain way. Right, yeah. And yeah, and you see how those who have been in this community for a long time are responding to those who have gone away and have experienced, you know, a, a few things and are coming back and trying to do things in a different way. And there's a clash. And I'm sure you have that all over the Caribbean and, and everywhere generally. So to answer the question, I think our main problem is we just don't know. <laughs> and, and that's and that's all it is. Sometimes we just don't know. And we're probably not doing things in the way we should because we don't have the correct reference point. I mean, if all of us grew up around Richard Branson's, we'd be different, wouldn't yes. we? Yes, yes. And yeah. I think um, to your point is, you know, sometimes it's it's asking, you know, yeah. so so on the Secret Birds, you know, Caribbean website is that are you protecting your confidence or is your ego getting in the way? Ah, oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so so it's a lot of times we're afraid to ask. You yeah. know, it, and, and so the website, it's getting a lot of hits because people are looking for questions they're afraid to ask. And, yeah. and, and two, maybe they're not getting enough of the information or they don't have access. And, and which is why our platforms are created to, to provide the community who, not just a community, a community who understands the nuances of having a Caribbean background or growing up in the Caribbean to help navigate some of the questions because we're here in these other countries where, you know, entrepreneurship is the water you drink, you oh, yeah. know? So, you know, a lot of times it's the support against established businesses that mm -hmm. might be fighting the trend. And I don't want people to feel like this is only happening in the Caribbean. This happens oh, every no. day, everywhere, everywhere, you everywhere. Know, that's a challenge. A lot of corporations are having now with millennials. They come in, they want to bust up everything. And you know, some they of these, know how to deal. exactly, you know, so change or the new way of doing things is a challenge. Everyone is experiencing just in different ways. And, and yeah. definitely having a community, finding the right resource, carry on friends, obviously is a platform created for that. Yeah. And secret birds Caribbean now is another resource and community created for that. And we just have to make sure that we're using the resources because like you said, we have to create examples of what's possible for the generation that's coming up behind us, you Absolutely. know, uh, and, and that's that's and that's a big part of secret birds you know being featured as a rare bird it's because uh, we, i want other people to go to the website and see oh look it's carrie ann and this is how she's done it and oh look it's her and that's how she's done it you know there's a page on the website 
women we admire. It's just to show that there are lots of women out there doing things and there's no there's no specific path to entrepreneurship. Everybody mm-hmm. can can be entrepreneurial in their own way. So again, it's giving people that reference point and giving people that guidance. And like you said, giving them an opportunity to ask questions. Because using myself as an example, when you said, what is it that Caribbean women are doing wrong? I mean, I grew up on this tiny 84 square mile island, right? So you're in this little bubble and that's all you know. Mm-hmm. But when you travel and you go abroad and you experience different things and you experience different people, it, it forces you to grow and mature in different ways. And you reflect and you realize, oh my God, did I actually used to say those things and behave that way and do those kinds of things? So for me, I can say in terms of what I was doing wrong, it's just you have to be more open-minded when you get into the entrepreneurial space. You have to be willing to to humble yourself sometimes and say, I don't know and I need help. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable so that people can see that you really actually need help. You have to be willing to ask questions. You have to know when to say you're wrong and you don't know how to do things. And I think culturally, that's not a part of who we are. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're very like feisty in your face. You know, that's, that's our way. And I think that's a big problem. That could be a big problem for us when we're in the entrepreneurial space because if you think that you you're going to be successful all the time, you will fail because it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to work that way, you know? So yeah. that's, that's, that's something I, I think, using myself as an example of things that I did wrong before I started Secret Birds, just generally, like in career-wise and whatnot, I think you have to be willing to be, to be open and you have to be willing to accept critique. Another thing I think that's not, that we're not good at in the Caribbean is that we don't like we don't like criticism. I feel like culture changes if if there's criticism and there's dissent, you know, and I think we're not always good at looking at ourselves and saying we need to change this and we need to change that. And until we can do that, we're never going to have a robust entrepreneurial system because entrepreneurship is all about change and doing things differently. You know, so that's what I'd say. All right. <laughs> I, I think that, no, I think those are, are really valid points. It's, yeah, it is how we're going to grow. And in terms of global globalization, it's, it's knowing that our communication styles may not be the best for, or may not work. I shouldn't say the best. We have to adjust them when it comes to talking to someone else in other countries. They may not understand culturally. This is what we do. And it's, it's not saying, it's not saying that it's wrong. It's just that we have to adjust. You know, we, you know, you could use certain big words with my four-year-old son, but he's going to look at you like, what are you talking about, mommy? So you, yeah. you have to, <laughs> change the way you communicate or adjust it so the other person can understand and and yeah. and you and they also you know you can also understand where they're coming from so globalization and i think the reason why i wanted to have this conversation is and i've heard from people in jamaica mm. and people who want to but people here who want to do business in jamaica or in the caribbean on a whole there's there's a level of frustration because oh, there's yeah. a seeming yeah. thing that people in the caribbean they don't want to have websites they don't yeah. want to do any of these things and yeah. it could also be that people in the caribbean don't have the resources or they don't have enough information to make these informed decisions or support to make these informed decisions. And that Mm -hmm. could be because they're thinking, why I need to build a website. Nobody in Mm -hmm. Jamaica is going to look at it, but it's not, you're not building the the website for people in Jamaica. You're building the website for the world so they could find you. And that's, that is the key in what Joanne's saying. The world has to find you because the one thing I know from an American standpoint is Wherever it comes from authentically, that's where they want to go and get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. The authenticity of the product is going to sell. You know, yeah. people, people yeah. want that. It's straight from Jamaica, coconut oil straight. So why, why you think Jamaican castor oil sell? I don't know if it exactly. really came from Jamaica. I keep yeah. wondering, is this really from Jamaica? But the authenticity of a product or a service, people travel. And so they want to be able to find things. So globalization, you're, you know, a lot of times your customers are local in the Island, but you also, they're, 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 glo- they're in the world. They're looking a lot of, you know, travel people are doing, I, I, I saw Airbnb signed a deal with Jamaica Tourist Board. I'm using Jamaica, for example. And no, that's, um, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Um, I, I mm. know. And, um, you know, all of these different types of, um, you know, vacation experiences are coming up. So people, some people are moving away from the resort 
um, experience. Mm-hmm. So if you have a mm-hmm. service, you know, people want to know what can they do? What, where can they go? What can they experience? And so it's not only for, you know, the local market, but it's for the adventurer who wants to come on the yep. island and do yep. stuff. So it's think of when you think of entrepreneurship, especially for the Caribbean person, you know, mm-hmm. think of it as the world. Your your Absolutely. website is for the world and not just for the people local. It, and and it, I mean, at the end of the day, it looks good. You know, every if you want to sell me something, the first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna Google it. If you have a website yeah. that pop up, I'm like, okay. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. I'm, it, it, it's, it's like, for me, it's, I don't want to say peace of mind, but it's like, it's like confirmation. Okay. This place is legit, you know? Yeah. So, and I think, I think the Caribbean is, is rich with, with everything. We've got so much yes. to offer the world. I think we probably need to do a better job at packaging ourselves yes. and selling ourselves to the world. And we need to diversify ourselves a little bit differently. And I think we need to look to countries that are not too dissimilar to us and see what they're doing and try to learn, okay, what have they done and how can we learn from them and how can we take that away to build ourselves up? But that again, comes with a maturity. And I wonder sometimes if as West Indians, we're not always emotionally mature. And that's a part of our problem. Mm. <laughs> because if every time, like you said, you know, and it's not just in Jamaica, it's all throughout the Caribbean. If every time we go to a business and we say to them, hey, you need a website, or hey, you need to use social media, or hey, you need to do this. And and the rebuttal is always, oh, well, why do I need to do that for? Or why do I need to do this? I think there's a level of, of immaturity in that. Like, we don't realize that this is the world we live in now, and we kind of need to grow up and get on with it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to start having websites, yes, and we need to start putting ourselves out there, and we need to start you know, owning what we have because we do have a lot to offer. We have so much to offer, but I just, I don't know. Again, it goes back to, it's easy for me to say that, you know, I don't, I don't live in the Caribbean on a, on a full-time basis. So I'm also very careful not to come across as like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do that outside of the Caribbean where there's so many, you know, resources at my disposal versus someone who's actually living in the Caribbean and doesn't have access to all the things that I have. So I'm wary of that, but I think that can also be an advantage because when you don't have and you have to really struggle to make things happen for yourself, that that can be very good. Yes, you know. Yes. So yeah, yeah we're we're about those things. Yeah, we're definitely not. We don't want it to to feel like oh, we're better. And we're saying is we it's it's really because of the love of the region and we see oh, yeah. the potential. Okay of what what's yes. possible being able to to see or share with other people that you know what there's a lot of entrepreneurship going on on my island here's look at this company doing x look at this company doing y it's also like yeah. bragging rights you know it's something yeah. that we want to actively do and brag and say you know this is what's happening and again you know, I personally feel like the more entrepreneurship is visible and the sh- the level of maturity in in where we are and accepting that, you know, w- website is part of marketing, social media is part of yeah. marketing, although I don't think social media is a problem. You know, it's more yeah. of a website, you know, because a Facebook page isn't enough. You know, an Instagram page no. isn't enough. You know, you got to have you have you have to have something. I mean, your website doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't right. have to be this, you know, perfectly designed. I mean, because you can have a perfect website and your business can still fail. Right. But people need to be able to go somewhere and and kind of have an idea of who you, you are, are and what you're about and what you're trying to do. And it doesn't have to be expensive. There's mm-hmm. so many tools now to create websites. You don't have to be a coder. You don't have to go out there and spend thousands of dollars. You know, when you're first starting out, it can be something as simple as as having a blog initially and using social media and building mm. yourself up in in that way you just have to be really creative creative you just right. have to be creative but i think i was going to add something when you said um what we're doing wrong i think also again culturally and we talked about this as well it's parenting i think a lot of caribbean parents push their children into and it's not Caribbean is something you find in Asian communities, in Arab communities, in African communities. Don't we don't necessarily embrace entrepreneurship as a career path. Mm-hmm. We see it as being too risky and you know not having a fallback plan and all that kind of stuff. And I think that hinders us a little bit because I think if we encourage young people, you know, if you're a parent or you've got little brothers and sisters or whatever it is, I think that will also help to increase the culture of entrepreneurship in the Caribbean region. Uh, yeah, you're you are right about that. 
Um, it's yeah. and and that's because our parents, you know, they want us to 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 be safe. They want to make sure that we're taken care of and we're making money. So that's that is the route that um a lot of um you know parents try to steer their children towards because it is it is traditional and it's safe and and those roles have their place um but again entrepreneurship like you said isn't for everyone so for those who want to consider entrepreneurship you know you have resources like carry on friends now secret birds caribbean and from there you'll you'll get to, to find your tribe and you know you can meet other people from there to 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 build tribes in a global community so as we wrap up so yes. what can we expect from secret birds caribbean and what what's coming up with the platform? platform and what should people be looking out for? Okay, so Secret Birds Caribbean, it's it's not going to be too dissimilar to Secret Birds London in the sense that you're going to have the rare bird features monthly. We're going to be doing the female founder features where we're um, we're highlighting women who've been running businesses for longer than five years. So mm-hmm. you can see, so people can get an insight into what that's like. We're going to be doing, there's a freelance feature that is going to be uh, included in the website because some people are freelancers and that's entrepreneurial as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing the monthly Twitter chats. Um, we've got blogs that we want people to start p- doing for us. So a lot of um, online activity where we're going to be highlighting women. It's all about the women. And um, coming up in the spring, it's when we're going to be relaunching our headquarter website. Uh, the London website. And that's where we're going to be testing our, our initial product, which is our Connect Collaborate Room membership. Mm-hmm. So that's coming in the spring. So that's kind of exciting because um, that's really where everybody's going to get to see what it's like to connect, collaborate and grow with women in different platforms. So right now that's the women in London and the women in the Caribbean. Um, there's going to be some peer-to-peer mentoring networks, mm-hmm. some book clubs. So there's a lot of interesting things that I'm um, trying to put together at the moment to just get to get the culture going and to get people engaged and to get people involved and to get people thinking about this idea of, of entrepreneurship. I mean, we're not trying to turn everybody into an entrepreneur. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not what this is about. This is about trying to, for those women who are interested in entrepreneurship, for those women who do have an idea and for those women who are looking for a community, we want you to be able to come to our website and find something, ideally find someone else, you know, whether that be a mentor or an accountability partner or just inspiration, whatever that is, you know, you can come onto the website and read about someone or someone something has done and and that can help you. And not everyone's going to buy the membership, but mm-hmm. we will have a paid membership. But we're going to have some free some free stuff as well. So that's what people should be should be looking forward to. And we want people to get engaged and get involved and to tell us their ideas because we're very open and flexible in that way. So awesome. that's what people should expect. Awesome. And I would like I'd like the women who come on to this platform. Hey, and the men, too, because apparently there are a lot of men signed up to the newsletter. But I, th- I want people to women to see this as something that complements all the other things that they're doing. doing so yes. whether they're in, you know, Silicon Carib or their startup network in New York or Dubai or wherever they are, you know, I want them to see this as something that complements. It's an additional network. So when I said earlier, you need to join networks. It's just an additional network for you to join. But the essence of this is really women health helping other women to achieve and to aspire. And it's also about becoming economically independent because it's, it's very important, you know, and, and to be able to understand that you're contributing to the society that you live in. When you start a business, you employ people, you know, you give people something to believe in You, you help you when you pay someone, you help them to, you contribute to their livelihood. You help to send them to school, their kids to school or whatever it is. So we want, we want people to have, to have that understanding of, of what we're trying to, to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's, great. and you know, and in a, in a few years, you know, if you come onto the website and you just have an idea and two, three, four, five years from now, you're like, okay, secret birds, thank you, but I'm off. Then we've achieved our mission because yeah. we don't want you to come here and stay here stay. forever. <laughs> we want you to literally fuel your wings up and go off and then, you know, become a part of that accelerator or whatever else. You pay you think. it forward. You come back in yeah, some other capacity. Exactly. And then maybe you want to come back and, and, and you know, be a mentor, or do something else. But um, long term, there's going to be more nests opening up in emerging markets. So people can look forward to meeting women who are building businesses from scratch 
in different parts in different parts of the world. And I think um, that's unique for us because if you're in Jamaica and you're trying to build a fashion business, why shouldn't you be talking with somebody in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia who's trying to do the same thing? thing you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, that's that's a really interesting way to to scale your business and to collaborate and to and to share knowledge outside of your region. And again, this ties into our conversation about globalization. So, awesome. yes. Well, yeah. Well, thank you, Joanne, for being on the show, talking about globalization and entrepreneurship and the Caribbean woman. I think it, we, amazing things will happen in 2017 with the I platform so. and, you know, <laughs> the exposure for Caribbean women to connect and, you know, to, to collaborate with others. And I'm so looking forward to it. And, um, if anyone has any questions, um, you can definitely send a tweet. Um, what's the information, Joanne? Someone should reach out. Okay. Well, if you want to email me, it's, it's pretty simple. It's mainbirdsecretwords at gmail.com. But you can also just go onto the website directly and you can send an email from there. We've got the tab on the website. You can go to the Secret Birds Caribbean Twitter account. Um, we've got an Instagram account now. So, um, you could just go on to, to, to Twitter as well and look for me, J Alexandra Hamill, and you can send me a message. I mean, I'm pretty active on social media, so, and I'm open, so you can ask me questions. You can make suggestions. I'm really, really, I'm really honest when I say I'm open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if people, if people come onto the platform and they say, you know what, I think you should add this because this is what people in, I don't know, Montserrat need. Yeah. I mean, as long as we've got the capabilities we're willing to do that. It's this is really a it's a service thing. So it's really all about trying to um to make sure that we can help as many people as possible. Awesome. But thank you for having me. I feel yeah, really awesome. honored to be on your show. Thank you. Talk to talk to my Caribbean people. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it is good. And if yes. anyone listening wants to continue the conversation with me, you know, use the hashtag COF podcast and I'm at Carry On Friends on Instagram, Facebook and on Twitter. You know, we always want to continue these conversations online and outside of the show. It's after the after show conversations. So if you have any other questions based on the show, definitely send a tweet. You know, um, if if you tweet me and it's about Joanne and Secret Birds, we could definitely join in on the conversation. Remember the hashtag COF podcast. And until next time, people walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. Thank you for tuning in to Carry On Friends. Before I go, remember, Caribbean Legal Solutions connects you with experienced and vetted attorneys across the Caribbean, ensuring that you or your family or friend find reliable help back home to deal with land issues, wills, and probate matters. Their network spans Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, Grenada, Dominica, Barbados, St. Vincent, and more. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com and give them a call today. This ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended to be legal advice. As always, consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation.